Germany. Hey, Balash. Hey, Mike. How are you? How's the Weihnachtsmarkt? <laughs> <laughs> so viel heißer Äpfler. 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 Yeah. No, glü no Glühwein? You know, I like the apple. The apple yeah? Wine. Yeah, we're in you Frankfurt. You sweet so. tooth, don't you? Huh? Yeah, do you think it's sweeter? Um, yeah, it sometimes depends. Sometimes it reminds me of a cider, like a like a like a mule wine, yeah, like a mule cider. Yep. And sometimes it reminds me of just apple juice. And mm. I think to me, cider is more sour, right? It's more alcoholy, more sour. Um, but for some people, it's more like a yeah, like an apple juicy sweet taste. I don't know. It's um, I can't say that I really enjoy hot alcoholic beverages so much but yeah, I, uh I but it's you know you go for one but it's a lot of sugar honestly and oh yeah i usually just go for a beer after i have one and uh but the the markets are nice this year they put one by the uh opera house mm -hmm. and it's by uh the club owner gibson and It's kind of cool. It's well laid out. I think they've got like corporate sponsorship from Cupra, you know, that uh, Seat brand. Yeah, the car brand. Yeah. Oh. So interesting. Yeah, it's cool. And they got like these little uh, glue vines and the hot apple wine with in these like little green bottles. So it's not in a mug, it's kind of hipster. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's nice. Um, I'm just glad that there's stuff going on because. Um, Yeah, well, the weather stinks. It's been like... Oh, it's awful, huh? I don't think I've seen the sun in like... Oh, God. Two weeks? <laughs> oh, God. It's it's truly awful. I mean, for those of you who don't live in Germany, at least this part of, this, of the country, it's just gray, gloomy, and kind of rainy, but it doesn't really rain. It's like yeah, it's just wet. very damp, like wet. It's wet. Yeah, the whole day, it's awful. And that, you know... When when you have a nice winter day, you're like, it's winter's not too bad. I don't like winter, right? I was born in July. I like I like summer, spring, whatever. But then you're like, it's not too bad. Yeah. But then it then that's like one out of fifty. And then the out of forty nine is like this. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I so hate winter. Well, you know, I and and it's it'll be interesting next week because I guess it's gonna get colder, but um mm. you know, I was looking like Last Monday, I checked the weather, you know, just to see the the week, and it was like, yeah, just gray, but no rain. And I'm telling you, and and just like you said, it did not stop misting or whatever it was doing out there yeah. all week, and it's keep keep kept going today. So yeah, it's awful, truly yeah. awful. So well, anyways, but at least the uh, no the the Christmas markets are good. We did a little. Uh, shopping downtown this past mm. weekend and uh some christmas christmas gifts and stuff a little bit um okay, okay. well sasha is not listening so we can we can talk about what <laughs> well you know we always pick out a few new ornaments or something and mm. stuff like that my my wife for someone who doesn't like christmas i've gotten her into it because i i love okay. it and she always buys like a new piece of kitsch you know for the house <laughs> and uh you do the american style christmas right like you set up the tree in december early december Not oh, yeah, the European like, way of yeah, like right yeah. before yeah no we right. we did it right after Thanksgiving and right. so right. we're all we're all squared away the the funny thing was I carried home a one meter high gnome that she <laughs> had seen <laughs> at, oh, a, God. At, a, at a store and uh, she went and looked at it like five times and it was stupidly expensive but you I, know that I, it needs to go into the show notes right now by now. I mean, yeah, I, I I think so. I'll take a picture of it. But the um, my friend was in town from the UK, and we were walking back from the Christmas market, and actually from buying some kicks as well. But um, mm -hmm. uh, he's like, I'm like, all right, let's stop in this place, and we walk in, 
sure enough, the owner comes out and I said, you don't know me. But I said, you know my wife, because she's been in here like five times to look at this thing. And I said, today's the day. So yeah, I carried this meter long, uh, <laughs> tall gnome for about a kilometer. And people just walked by and kind of bit their lip, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And not and not like, ooh, I should have I should have had that. Yeah, no. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, uh, I, I have to say I haven't done anything, any decoration. Oh, Balash, you got to get into it. Man. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm lazy. And, you know, I should. I'm, I'm really not. I'm, a, I'm the less is more type of guy. And um, opposite my house, if you, uh, not so much, but in a few weeks, there's going to be a, um, um, a Christmas lights catalog so to speak because every apartment has something different going on ah, okay. and i see you know those you remember on the when you drive by my house on the right side you see these big houses there's like 50 different decorations and it's like yellow and it's colorful and it's blinking or not <laughs> and whatever and um i um I, I often see the, I call it the anorexic uh, Santa Claus climbing down or up a building, you know, these. Oh, I've little... got one of those. We've got one of those. Yeah. 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 But do you have the fat one? Because some of them look like Santa Claus has been, you know, doing some TRX training the whole he's, year. He's kind of skinny ours. Yeah. <laughs> you need to, you need to stuff it with something. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you know what my favorite thing is, and we'll see if this resonates with you, but the, mm. um, I bought, this was years ago, I bought one of those little smokers, you know, and you buy the little incense triangles you put inside and light them up and they smoke. So, I like those. Yeah. I but I like, I like scented candles too, you know, for me, that, that that I like. Okay. But I can do this all, when, like even in January or February, I, I do that. I like that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, these little uh, smokers um, are a big hit. Like most of my friends who come during this time of year from the U S they'll bring one back. And when I first got one, uh, I lit it up and my wife was like, Oh my gosh, I forget which scent I put in there, the traditional one. And she goes, it reminds me of communism. So I, I don't know what she, she said the smell reminded her of when she was a kid basically. And Okay. You know, they they didn't have much, but clearly they had something that smelled like that. But she's she's now gotten used to it, and she's like, "Hey, light the smoker." So hmm. he's he's uh, he's grown on her. So um, yeah, we, we we enjoy it. Like I've even got stuff in my office room now. Like I've got a little tree in here. We we've added like every room. It's like uh, Home Alone, which I was <laughs> I was telling you I was watching last night yeah. and it blows me away the size of that house. And there's like no corner in that house that doesn't have some Christmas schlock up. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm, st I'm still stuck on communism. I don't know how this, this yeah, can, it's, can it's smell that, like communism. It, I don't it, know. Maybe it's reminded her of some something they used to buy or cook or, or, or yeah, whatever or smell. Mm -hmm. or, mm, interesting. Um, I'm just I'm just trying to think if any smell reminds me of my anything in my childhood. Oh, I know. Um, well, you know where our office is uh, here in Karlsruhe. It's a uh, it's in the brewery, which is uh -huh. heaven, you know, for you. Uh -huh. But um, so some of the buildings, or not some of the um, the um, the offices are basically above the inside the brewery building, but actually above the actual. Um, these brass containers right yeah so or whatever they are I, i'm not like sure that's yeah 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 and uh sometimes you can smell uh the as they brew the hops Ooh, nice. i'm guessing which is a people hate that smell mm -hmm. and sometimes you're on the on the on the dach terrasse as they say in german mm -hmm. and on the on the rooftop terrace and and you can smell it and, and people run in they hate it so when I was a child, I had some issues with my ears and my mom used to take me to the hospital and the hospital was in pitch and the hospital was next to the brewery. Oh, wow. And that reminds me. And so I don't remember the pain and I don't remember the hospital too much, but I remember um, in front of the hospital, there was like a hot dog stand. So my mom would get me a hot dog, I guess, because I was, you know, crying and I was, I was like two, three years old. And I remember the hot dog stand and I remember the smell. And then it's the same smell, the 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 brewing hops. There you um, go. Yeah. So yeah. Smells like communism. 
<laughs> not anymore because it was like 90 something too. No, no, it was a yeah, it was the 80s. Sorry, no, it was yeah, it was still not hard communism anymore, but it was still uh, still technically still, uh, it was yeah, they still there were still people who thought they could do whatever. Yeah, but um, yeah, those days are over. Thank God we have a new new uh, supreme leader, which I'm getting to. <laughs> but anyways, um, so. Yeah. Let's see. Today is a is a bit of a mishmash show, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got a few things to bring up and watch mm-hmm. related, a couple non watch related things. What do you think? Should we should we do some random news before the hanga links, or do we want to do the hanga links first? Well, let's do some news first. Okay. Why not? You so, start, or I start? Well. Maybe I'll just say thank you, no thank you, because you've fueled my latest um, addiction. So, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I told you. <laughs> yeah, what started as you know, innocent couple pairs of Stan Smiths. Um, mm-hmm. I told There's you, nothing wrong with that, mind you. Let's no, let's no. just get that out of the way. There's nothing yeah. wrong with your your average six to eight pairs of Stan Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> I own three now, thank you very much. But um, <clears throat> and one that was just purchased for my wife, by the way. And oh, oh yeah, yeah. I got. Um, I, I went nice. back to our favorite site that had the leather ones, and they mm-hmm. literally only have like three or four sizes left, and they had her size. Nice. So I got those. And then, yeah, I told you the other day I walked back when I bought that damn gnome um, <laughs> and I bought some blue Gazelle 85s. Yeah. So those are um, are looking great. And then the Williamsburg, uh, not only in Williamsburg, I guess also in Manhattan, but like the hip and trendy people, they are, they are rocking uh, the Gazelles now, so. Well, and, and yeah, you chided me on my laces, but I, I went back to blue, buddy. Sorry. No, I just said that white is more classy. Blue is is a bit out there, but hey, whatever rocks your boat. Well, I, I, I'm I can always do a switch, but yeah, I've also found like lacing. I have to be really careful. You don't want any twist in the laces, right? Oh yeah, and, and that's that's uh, you want you want them like lace them from above or below. You want it cross or you want it like um, I parallel? Above. I go above, by the way. I do. Yeah, me, me. I guess me too. But then you can also do blue and white. So blue on one and white on the other, or, or or both. Like you can also do, you know, both uh, blue and white in each shoe. There's, it's like, dude, it's like um, it's like a new realm of weird and wonderful when you when you check out those things. So yeah, so my buddy turned me on to the sneakers app from Nike. Mm-hmm. S N K R. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they've got it going on, dropping shoes on their regular app and this one. So mm-hmm. a week ago Saturday, when my friend was in town, um, I decided to go for the uh, Jordan highs in gorge green because they dropped. Get it? See, see that? I'm using the lingo drop. The, the Jordan 1s, mind Yeah, you. Jordan 1s. And um, I went for them a week ago Saturday, and I got them, and they arrived in like two days. It was amazing. And, mm. you know, you had mentioned that these were kind of had a reputation of not being so comfy. And while I will say they were kind of a pain to get on, um, they're comfy. So I never had a pair. I, it's something that I, 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 I have a problem with high tops. Mm. Um, I just can't really wear them. I don't think I look good in high tops unless it's like, you know, Chuck Taylors or something. Well, you also used to wear low Chucks, right? As far as I remember. Oh, I do. I, yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. And I have the high ones. And, um, so I never had a pair and, um, I, I talked to a friend and he said, they're really good. They re- look beautiful, but they're more of, of like an art thing. And I said, like, come on whatever and he said no it's mm-hmm. really they're really uncomfortable so i cannot speak from experience but i kind of like how it looked on your feet the the the, the pictures you sent me so um maybe yeah i think i will try a pair of lows whether they're jordans or dunks or mm-hmm. whatever but <clears throat> i will um you know the the one thing i will say is that um I'm sure I'm going to get creases in the toe box, which is like uh, apparently a big no-no. So, yeah, but you can whatever. buy those, you know, you buy those toe box protectors. Oh yeah, you know that? 
Yeah, like I read little, about this. Yeah. Yeah, you little thing you put um, you put inside your shoe, basically, which is I think the dumbest stuff. I mean, I agree; these shoes look beautiful when they when you pick them, you know, out of the box. It's just really, it's They're really cool. like a piece of art. They look cool. You just want to put them on the shelf, but but and when you wear them, eventually they kind of yeah get creases and kind of break here and there. But I guess that's the beauty of it, and it gets. It's like wearing. We talked about this earlier. Wearing a, a pair of like red wings or 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 yeah, you know any of those sort boots. Of patina, right, 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 right. And it or like salvage denim, right? You you wear it and it kind of forms onto your body and it's it just becomes the most comfortable thing ever. So I hope it becomes comfortable before you break it or before you know the. Yeah, I don't know what the quality is. I guess it's good quality, it's they, high quality. They seem but. pretty good. I mean, when you really think about. Uh, Okay, can't compare them to like a really good pair of boots, but it's a nice, it's a decent amount of leather and a lot of, lot of different stitching and things. I mean, it's, uh, it's cool. I always wanted a pair of Jordan ones. I mean, ever since I saw them as a kid. So that was good. And yeah, I, I, I hit them with the water repellent before I wore them. I, I sprayed mm. them down just because, you got, you uh, gotta, yeah, yeah that's weather right that. now. So, um, yeah, and then I tried a pair of dunks this morning, which my wife and daughter universally hated, and I did not get those. I The draw did not pick me. So hmm. the lobster-colored dunk SBs will not be coming home. So there we go. Money saved. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of the dunks too much. I think those are the SB dunks are more of a, a you know, skateboard. Shoe, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, skater shoe. And... um I, I to to be honest, I'm more of a you know like a, a Jordan Jordan seven eight the six seven eight and then elevens thirteens. I had some of the seventeens. I have a I have a Jordan eleven seventy two ten. So that's the black one. It's a new one. So it's not a Concord or the bread. Um, are, you are you talking Jordans or are you talking Rolex now? <laughs> That's a nice transition to our next topic, but um, yeah, they they look amazing and they're really comfortable. But I just cannot wear them to on the street. Like I I I I think those days are over for me. Sadly, you know the dunks. The, I mean the 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 Jordan ones. They're more classy, but well, imagine wearing a Jordan Eleven to the office. That's that's a real statement right there. Yeah, I I agree. Like I wore these on a Friday. I don't think I would wear them during the week. Like I would a pair of white, you know, Stan Smiths or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I can only think of being at some watch events and seeing some of these, um, how would I put it? Loud mouthed dealers, sometimes a bit controversial, um, won't say names show up in their Jordans. And I thought they look like doofuses, but, uh, because they probably are the guys, I mean, not the shoes. So yeah. I, I, it's a fine line, like how I don't look like that. But, you know, then again, I don't wear, you know, Gucci sweatsuits and stuff like that, which yeah. is totally okay if that's your thing. But um, I try to, uh, that's why I like these green, gorge green ones, because they're a little bit more muted, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, less is more. And in yeah. this case, that's absolutely the case. Uh, that's absolutely true. And the problem is when you overdo it. And I think those guys sometimes overdo it because they want to still look hip and trendy and in the know. And, and you don't have to be like, I think I told this story before, um, the story of, uh, of our friend, uh, Peter Chong from Deployant yeah. in, in Singapore. Uh, Peter Chong is a I, I think he's not going to be angry at me. He's like a middle-aged gentleman. He's he's definitely not in his 30s or, or 40s, I, I should say. And when we were in Dubai a few years ago for Dubai Watch Week, he was wearing some amazingly awesome and rare uh, Jordan 12, uh, 12. I think it was Jordan 12s. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that just as the most, you know, random thing. Uh, him... Because he doesn't look like a hype beast, he's a middle-aged Asian gentleman who dresses mostly very elegantly, and he wears those Jordans, and that's fine. But when you are wearing the Stone Island here and the Jordan there, and the you know, then you kind of yeah, it looks uh, like uh, yeah, you're trying ridiculous. too hard. Yeah. I feel, I feel. But hey, as I said, whatever rocks your boat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so so again. Thanks, 
thanks. I'm no sorry. thanks or sorry, not sorry <laughs> from you, I guess. Uh, but anyhow. Uh, it's just, you just have to, you know, you have to, I guess, yeah, you just, you just have to make sure that you are not, uh, you make it um, to the point where it's still not crazy. When yeah. you see you have five, six boxes and you haven't worn any of them, then then it's time to think about it. But yeah. until then, it's just fun. Yeah, no, I agree. And it is uh, so far less expensive than watches. So that's oh, for great. sure. Yeah, yeah. For the time being. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Before we get to the Hunga links, I will just, uh, we, we will touch on our other favorite uh, pregame topic, which is uh, luggage. And mm-hmm. I shot you a uh, an Instagram message that Remova had a picture of what I thought was a really gorgeous looking piece of luggage. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, two wheeler, old school, like, Think about like a narrow body suitcase that you would pull behind you with a handle. And so like 80s probably. Um, or younger, I think. Maybe 90s. I don't mm, know. It's, it kinda, yeah, could be, yeah. But, but uh, beautiful. Anyhow, old and I thought beautiful. So they were basically uh, talking about how you can bring your old aluminum luggage in for a 250 euro, up to a 250 euro credit. And... Mm-hmm. There weren't many comments when I forwarded it to you, but people were like, that's a beauty. Why would I ever get rid of that? Or why would I get a credit to a store that never has anything in stock, which yes. I thought was the best one. So yes, interesting, right? Yes. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, because I just sent you the link and in the link it says, um, we will accept any remover aluminum suitcase, no matter its age or condition. And then you see a picture of these hammers and some new wheels. So I'm just wondering, we accept them to repair them or we accept them to get them exchanged for the voucher? Okay, M- maybe both. But if you exchange it for the voucher, for the gift voucher, which is also funny, gift voucher, it's not a gift, I'm giving you something, you're giving me something significantly less in value but anyways um what are they going to do with all those old suitcases i recycle them honestly you think you re- you think they're going to recycle them or yeah, they're going to melt into rolex certified pre-owned well i'm just wondering i wonder that- in the i wonder in the terms and conditions what they what they'll say because Mm-hmm. Oh, well, personally, unless it's a very clean piece of luggage, I don't particularly want, you know, the insides of someone else's bag, right? But, uh, but maybe they redo it. Just imagine they redo the whole thing. Yeah. On the no, I, I, I can I see where you're going. And I can also see that this could be a, a real way to make money. And stupid people would pay loads of money for something that somebody else has already beat up. In fact, that's a, that's actually what I thought the ad was. I really did. I thought it was going to be some sort of used luggage type thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because why would you... Because I'm thinking, <clears throat> you know, you, you take in the luggage. Um, what are you doing with it? Like, why would you recycle? You don't need to do that. Nah, you know? I, th- I think they will, though. That That's my guess because... Is aluminum expensive or, you know, wh- wh- why? Well, I mean, it's, um, I don't know, what is it, like a buck something a pound. That's not the issue. But <clears throat> if you think about it for them, it's a, um, it's a, a way to get you to come in the store. It's a way to get you to okay, fair enough. Get, a, get a piece of luggage off the street and maybe want to replace it. Um, and it's probably a semi-genuine, although not really, way of saying, oh, we're helping the earth. We're going to recycle all this aluminum. So, Mm. But we'll see. You you could be right. I mean, there could be something more behind it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll see your point, and it it might make sense. I just think that I wouldn't be surprised if they did, like, pre-owned and, like, some of the, the, like, pre-loved, you know, or or, I don't know. I just don't think... Uh, you know, knowing what they've become and how sort of non-service friendly a lot of their stores are and just more like jewelry or a handbag seller, yeah, I feel like they would have zero 
infrastructure to handle, um, you know, taking these bags in and actually reselling them and that kind of stuff. But hey, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. Well, you know, we don't know who owns. Well, I mean, we do know who owns Remova right now. On the other hand, um, the other thing what you said or, or about the about not, or your friend said not uh, exchanging it for or the comments exchanging it for something you don't have in store. This is perfectly okay. Um, and that's a valid point. Uh, on the other hand, you go on eBay, buy one for 150, and that's a come up, an old one, right? For a buck fifty, and then bring it in, get two fifty out, or is it a maximum of two fifty? I think or it's is a it maximum. I, I I doubt you're gonna roll in with a, you know. It says you'll immediately receive a gift voucher for 250 euros to spend in store on a minimum purchase of 500 euros. <laughs> so. There's a lip, there's like a, a vintage remover aluminum riser coffer for 160 euros. That's the come up, Mike. Balash, you should uh, you should uh, parlay that into uh, yeah. But you know when you look at the prices on everything, you know, and 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 here's the thing: if it's actually like a desirable older one, meaning like it's a functional size or something that you'd like, yeah. I mean, to get anything near it, you're you're over a thousand. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. You Unless you like stupid phone cases or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So totally, totally. You can't get anything near that for close to that money. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Luggage talk out of the way. Let's mm. get on to the uh, Hungerlings controller. Who's up first this time? It's been a couple of weeks. I would. I would say you. You do you. Okay. All right. So I am wearing the watch that I've had on for a week and a half straight. I am hmm. wearing my Rolex 1803 white gold day date. Oh. Yeah. That's a nice piece of kit. Yeah. Thanks. It, it has become like a super comfy appendage. It is really, um, it's fantastic. It really is. And I love the fact that, okay, if you know what it is, you know, but, um, I like the fact that it's not yellow gold and it's not so blingy. Mm. Yeah. Love this watch. It's really great. Um, black dial did find that a few of the little pips I think are, are redone, but, um, I can't be mad. It's, uh, you know, well, you can never be mad at a day date 50 years old. So it's, uh, overall in really nice condition so yeah it's cool they're really neat and that was the watch that gave you a bit of a headache when it came in the mail right yeah because it didn't come right yeah. for a couple yeah. weeks but it it finally did arrive and i must say that um it, it's really met or exceeded all my expectations i worked quite a bit in the beginning and then i put it away for a while and then i've really been rock rocking it and I enjoy wearing it with everything from jeans to, to whatever. It's it's just cool. So, hmm. and, you know, from a quick glance, you'd be like, oh, cool day chest, right? But it's not. And, man, it certainly doesn't feel like that on the wrist. It's got a lot more weight, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And that's on a bracelet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I exclusively wear it on the bracelet. Um, I don't, uh, like, it just makes me um, wonder how Rolex was able to design three amazing bracelet styles that are so comfy. And mm -hmm. the president bracelet is easily up there with the Jubilee um, in terms of comfort. And the hidden clasp is just super cool. And yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a great watch. And uh, despite all the little, um, challenges i guess in the rolex market i mean i've been following the vintage one just to see and it's not budged too much and you know white gold day dates have held their own while the yellow ones have slipped back down a bit so it's uh it's kind of neat to own one that is a little bit different do you think it's because the uh because of all the 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 issue with rolex uh you know burglaries and stuff like that people getting uh, maybe robbed? maybe i think though that you know, with, with Rolex, the exceptions are the things that tend to, mm -hmm. you know, stay, stay afloat a little bit longer. So I would guess white gold and rose gold are, are holding their own better than yellow, which are far more common. I think it was Thomas on our team, Von mm -hmm. Stratton, who said uh, 
or, or there are estimates out there that, you know, 10% or less are not yellow gold. So, you know, you gotta, oh, okay. you gotta hunt for, for one versus, and, and then you gotta find one that you like. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's true. When you think of day date, I think you often date and think of a gold one, a yellow gold one, because that's just what you see or you used to saw in, in movies and whatever. So yeah, that's just your, yeah, your, the, the, the first thought, right? It's the, it's the yellow gold. But, yeah. yeah interesting yeah so what about you what are you what are you rocking funnily enough i'm also wearing a rolex the the, the gmt the 1675 it, it's been uh yeah it's been it's been in the box for for quite a long time and i don't know these last last week a few days i i just picked it up and it's on the oyster and now it's been on the oyster for a long time so i i think it's time to put it back on the jubilee and then i wear it on the jubilee and then you know after a few months it's back on the oyster again and i love this to swap between um between the oyster and the jubilee because i think it just completely changes the look of the watch uh, well the the jubilee is more festive right yeah 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 exactly the the the, the, the oyster is gives it this cool watchy feel which mm. obviously it's a it's a more rugged solid link big links uh bracelet whereas the jubilee is this more um yeah festive or or kind of um elegant um option i just miss the look you know i i i look at the watch and i love it and then i i stumble upon a gmt on instagram with a jubilee and I'm like, oh that looks good wait a second <laughs> i have the same one but um it's still on the oyster um but i'm i'm thinking I'm thinking Jubilee next week. But yeah, so I, I, I don't really wear it too often. Um, I'm, I, I try to wear modern watches because I think I've, I have this, um, sometimes I have this pause with vintage. I, I love them and I love to, you know, see them and put them on the wrist, but sometimes I just want something new and, and a bit more sturdy and a bit more rugged. Not that the GMT 6075 is sturdy and rugged, but at least it's bigger and it's more hefty than a, than a vintage chronograph. That's why I was looking at the Mings, and I still do. Um, something more contemporary looking and the feel. I'm also thinking Grand Cycle. That's the problem. So I'm, I'm not torn between Ming and an SBGA. Something in the SBGA range. So but anyways. Are, what, okay. That's yeah, cool. I, I, I have no, I have no um, idea. Um Something, uh, maybe an SBGA um, uh, 415. Uh-huh. Okay. Because I like the texture dial. Uh-huh. But I'm also thinking something more uh, with a darker dial, with like a blue, deep blue dial, uh, like a 375. Or um, I don't really want a black Grand Psycho. I, for some reason, that's... I don't know. That's not that's not my thing. Yeah, I mean, getting getting a dial that can show itself off a little bit is part of the I think part of the allure for their modern yeah. pieces, right? Totally. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah, either the the four fifteen, which is I know it's a it's a it's a gray dial, but it's this beautiful uh, uh, dial that you don't see often. And I like the spring drive. I I I think some people think it's. Um, it's not maybe not a real cycle. Other people say that's the real cycle. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, the um, what are these? Uh, what's the series? They're like thirty-eight millimeters. The uh, manual wine spring drive mm-hmm. that they've been doing a lot on. Um, yeah, those I'd really like to try on. I think uh, they've done a really nice job with those. They've they've finally come out with something that is a little bit dangerous for me and. Well, I would say the case back, well, it's it's display, uh, it's a beautiful show of polishing. There's not a ton going on back there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they, they, they make great watches. I mean, I think it's a, and and actually, you know, you say that or Ming and, and there's some stylistic similarities there. They're both very, you know, not, not a ton going on in terms of a lot of, extra stuff you know what i mean everything mm-hmm. feels very purposeful on the dials so yeah those are good choices very different i would say than your your kind of normal watches that you wear they're not as sporty yeah. right yeah absolutely i mean i was looking at the sbga 439 which is i think the uh 
That's like the earlier spring drive. Uh, I can't remember the year. It's mm. the, blue, the one with the blue dial automatic movement. That's that's a, a very, very nice one. Um, I'm also thinking the SBGA uh, 075. Um, both of them are automatic. The the um, the 075 is 39, while the um, the uh, 439 is 40. So we're roughly the same, right? Um, but yeah, I, I'm not quite sure. I just love this blue blue dial, and I mean the the power reserve doesn't bother me. On the contrary, I quite like that. <laughs> so, yeah, either Ming or that, we'll see. Uh, but I, 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 I definitely need something, something more, more contemporary. Um, and you know, I have the speedies and stuff, but that's, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I guess it's, it's. I guess I'm aging, or at least changing, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. Well, it, it's, it's funny. I am. You, you said you're not in a vintage mood lately, um, mm-hmm. which is for you, you know, that could change on a- any day, right? You can go back to your Excelsior park love sure. affair, but sure. I have, I have to tell you, I've been in kind of a state of, oof, dare I say boredom about the modern watch industry. And that's in direct opposition to how I felt earlier this year where I was really kind of all in and, but lately I've mm-hmm. just been wearing vintage. I've been, and it's primarily been 36 millimeter Rolex stuff. So um, yeah. I've, I've just really found my there's love for that again. With, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I, I wore my, uh, my day just, just the other day. Uh, I think was it last week one time just for the fun of it, because you know, I'm missing a link or well, I'm not missing a link. It's just, it's, it's perfect, but in the summertime, when my wrist is swollen, it's it's too tight. Okay. And I was I was rearranging something in my in my watch uh, folder, whatever you want to call it. And I picked up the the DJ and I said, "Well, let me give it a try now that it's cold outside." I, and it was so good. Mm. It I just wore it for half a day or something. It was so good. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with it any day, just to be honest. And I think it's a. It's a corner piece for any any vintage collection. A day just more than a sub, I would say. Yeah, that's, easy. I, I, I'm I'm never would have agreed with you before the last year and a half when I picked up. Well, actually, it's the last year, and mm-hmm. that blue dialed sixteen hundred that um, that I bought really a year ago now is just my mind just keeps going back to that, and mm. I have. What is it? This what is the um, folded oysters at the seven eight six? Is that right? Ooh, uh, you put me on the spot. Or seven eight three six, uh, I think. And yeah, I've, I've kind of been thinking whether I get a uh, an oyster for it with the right end links. And fortunately, it's about fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred bucks. And what's the reference of the watch? Uh, sixteen hundred. Uh... I think it's like 285 or 385 and lengths or something. So I'm just checking. There's this, there's this chart that I have saved. Uh, Damn it. Um, But yeah. 7205 or the 7835? 7835. 7835. Yeah. Yeah. With the, with the 771 end links. 771. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, they're not inexpensive, and no. most of them are pretty well stretched out. So we'll see. But um, I, it's a great watch on the Jubilee too. It's, do you think it's an? Do you think it's in a? It's a. Um, it's like a a feature you could add to the watch to increase its value. I don't know, but I'm 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 kind of like you with your GMT. I mean, you sold me that. Um, uh, what did you sell me? A Jubilee or an Oyster? Was a Jubilee? Yeah, that was a solid link Jubilee. Yeah, yeah, which was the same year as my sixteen seven fifty. And yes, I have to tell you, I've never taken it off the Jubilee. I put that Oyster bracelet aside, and I, I think I used it on something else. But I, I liked, I do like having the optionality, and I do mm-hmm. feel like a sixteen hundred with its smooth bezel would work really well with the. Uh, with the oyster versus the jubilee as well, so mm. 
it, it's it's old enough and kind of bracelets rattly enough on the Jubilee that it, it can be worn casually too. So it, it's not a need, but I've thought about it. So yeah, I I did my my little watch shopping when I was in Tokyo. I didn't buy any watch, but I bought a vintage King Cycle buckle for my King Cycle. Oh, nice! That's cool. Which is, I think, yeah, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice uh, touch. Uh, the guy had two, and I, I, I was debating between both, and he said, "We don't know which one came for which watch, or if there was any, you know, ever any type of uh, differentiation between this this um, style and that style." But he said he thinks this this is more of a rare style, and well, I mean, <laughs> it was eighty euros. You know, it doesn't make any oh, difference. Good deal. Nice. So yeah, that was a it was a nice stuff. But uh, but yeah, it's this this is. This is the thing that that I guess we all uh, love to geek out on, right? And it makes a difference. This clasp and that clasp, sorry, claps, or, the, <laughs> or or this deployment claps and yeah. that deployment claps, uh, <laughs> or the bracelets, the eleven seventy one omegas, the ten thirty nines, the this, the that, the folded end links, the the riveted oysters for the for the early submariners, the GMTs. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's fun and. Oh, it's less fun now because Rolex bracelets and stuff used to be actually pretty darn affordable, mm. but they're not now. And no. Yeah. So anyhow, um, speaking of Rolex. Yes. So obviously yes. in the last week or so, there was this uh, there was this announcement about how they're getting into the pre-owned game, which you, uh, you foreshadowed earlier when we talked about Remova. And mm-hmm. um, I think we probably have similar thoughts about this, but I'll, I'll, I'll just ask you, what do you, what do you think about this move? Well, I think it's a, it's an interesting move mm. on the one hand. Um, I like the PR answer. We just want to make sure that people are buying our watches on the pre-owned market that are actually original and, you know, um, no, no fake parts and whatever. It's just mm. great. I also think that the pre-owned market, thanks to you guys, is extremely, extremely booming these days. Mm. And hey, why not get a piece of it, right? Yeah. Um, um, we are not making enough watches, although we're making a lot of watches. For some reasons, for some reason, our watches don't end up in the hands of our customers, so they are they are buying secondhand watches. Look, there's a lot of money to be made, so. Let's Why get not? some of it. <laughs> exactly. And let's partner up with one of our crazy huge retailers so we don't have to deal with it. Let's test it. They can take care of everything. They can have just the inventory. Send- sure. Exactly. Send us the watches. We'll just put the stamp on it and send it back and they can take care of the customers and everything else like that. It's for I mean it's a it's a it's a brilliant move. Now, when it comes to market prices, secondary or, or pre-owned market prices, that's a different story. I think that prices will go up. At least, I mean, you told us the story of uh, of the uh, what, what was it? Was it Bukhara. in Germany? When, yeah, yeah, it was Booker actually. Before was, they yeah, exactly. This. Yeah, they had there you go. Yeah, So you cannot get a you can go to Booker and you cannot get a Daytona because it's not available for list. But you can buy a fairly new Daytona for two times the list <laughs> from the exact same store. More like three, buddy. Or three, yeah, yeah. So it's ridiculous. Um, so would I pay thirty percent more uh, to get the certified pre-owned Rolex uh, little? Uh, I don't know what it is, card or or, or, or hang tag. Nope, not, not necessarily. No, not me, because I'm lucky enough that I know people, you know, like you and others who who can help me and, and point me in the right direction. Maybe I'll still, you know, get God. Who knows? But at least. Um, yeah, I, I I can, but to a to an average Joe, I mean, they used to buy watches before Rolex did their own certified pre-owned. Um, so, yeah, I think when you really think about the the average watch buyer, mm-hmm. um, maybe this comfort level is is something that they're that they'll find interesting, or somebody who just doesn't know better, or just earmarks a certain amount of money to spend, whether or not it's um, a good deal or not. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, I, I find it, it I, I don't know, it's wrong to always look at the car market and things, but, you know, the, the luxury brands, I guess they do it in Europe too. They have these certified pre-owned vehicles and the, the, you do end up paying more than you would for the same car from a, that's not certified. But the benefit mm-hmm. is that they go through the car, they fix stuff that needs to be fixed, they replace uh, things, they give you an extended warranty. So, so hold your thought. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's that's a, a very interesting point. They they fix stuff. Yep. Here they don't. Do they or, or don't they? I, I thought it it basically. So they just check it. They check it, but I mean, to me, to not do a service, and I honestly think Rolex doesn't have the capacity to do all that service. So so basically, it's not like they're gonna reinstate the watch to the best condition. It, they could, right? They're not going to change the, you know, because then that comes the question of service hands and service service no, dials. And, I, I, I don't think they're doing any of that, but in my mind, they ought to be doing a mechanical service. They really should. Absolutely. For 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 a, a twenty or thirty percent markup on a on a second hand one forty sixty, they better have it serviced, but, but, at least oiled and and cleaned and stuff. But then again, you know, while it doesn't inherently state that. I'd find it hard to believe that you'd roll into Booker and buy a watch that's, you know, losing eight minutes a day. You know what I mean? That's somehow certified. That would seem like a real slap in the face. So I've got to assume that the watches that are on sale meet a certain level of some level, some criteria, right? Yeah, this is, this was, this was my question. Like, what are they doing? Are they just servicing? Are they not servicing? Are they just you know, there's a revision or just oiling and cleaning or nothing. Um, well, and, and you know, like, um, I think I shared this with you, but when I lived in Pennsylvania, the Rolex school was like right down the street from me. And mm-hmm. obviously those watchmakers aren't rolling back to Switzerland. There are some ADs you go and they have a Rolex trained or Rolex certified watchmaker. So they'll do, you know, the bulk of the servicing there, except for like the really, really, big stuff that needs to go back to, to, to Switzerland. And so I wonder, I I can't, I don't think Booker has got a, they might have a service department, but I wonder if they're doing the service there and they literally are, you know, checking the watches there. And if these things go back to Geneva, or if they just have the certificates there that they can print and add the hang tag, you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, Obviously, a certified pre-owned Mercedes doesn't go back to Stuttgart, you know, from Fort Lauderdale. So, you know, they, they the, the the dealer has to meet a certain level well, of competency in order to to do that, right? Okay, but then here's a question, right? I have a a one forty sixty, let's say, just to stick with the same example, and I live in Fort Lauderdale, and I'm gonna take it to a Rolex of uh, certified Rolex service center. Mm-hmm. And I have it serviced, but without the parts changed, just like a, a cleaning and oiling, whatever, the yep. basic service, then it's technically a certification. Well, if they if they look at it and, you know. If they take in for service, yeah. it's basically the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. It's not done by Rolex, but it's done by a Rolex certified, uh, so yeah, appointed, would, Rolex appointed service person. Yeah, now. This is where I just don't understand Rolex enough about, you know, you see these like uh, Rolexes for sale, like on Chrono 24, and they've got the Rolex service papers and stuff like that and the little sleeve. Mm-hmm. I don't know if all those watches went back to Geneva. Maybe they did. And again, I don't know what is differentiating watches that need to go back or not. And, you know, if I take it to my local guy and, you know, part of an AD and and they do something. Is he giving that watch the same burden of, is it the same uh, burden of proof that the Geneva would give it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I have no clue. I I don't know either. I don't know either, but it's an interesting, um, as I said, it's an interesting new business venture. I simply find it, um, you know, a watch inherently is not a, I mean, I, okay, I, we each own more watches than than we should, but and, and therefore, mm-hmm. no one watch gets a ton of wear. But if I think about my Explorer, which was basically worn for 13 years straight, and I still wear it for weeks at a time now, 
you know, I've had it service once, which by the way, I don't condone that you should do it more frequently mm. than that. But it feels to me like really placing a lot of, you know, weight on, on this whole certified pre-owned thing. If you just do your damn homework, um, why the hell would you even, why would you, why would you get taken for that kind of difference? You know? And that's what I'm saying. Like, like if you do your, your research and your due diligence when it comes to purchasing a Rolex, yes, there's still a chance that you, you end up, uh, you know, with a service bezel or whatever. But let's be honest, if, if you, if you take your time and you, as they always say, I mean, cliche as it may sound, it is true by the dealer or by the seller. Yeah. Not the watch. Uh, ask around there's there's uh, a, a you know there are a ton of uh watch forums with very very helpful people um it, it yeah, it's, you, it's, you, it's 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 just easy it's just fast okay it's certified by rolex fine Poof, here's the money i'm gone i'm done in five minutes yeah hey i do have a question is there any i didn't read the the site that you sent me but was there any kind mm. of um any kind of tell on where they're getting these watches from? Um, as far as I understood, no, I, I don't remember. I, I read the press. Is um, it trade, trades like at the ADs, like when people? I, 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 I think, yeah, I think, um, I think that in this case, Buchara will be the one, you know, in sourcing take. the watches, yeah. and eventually, in the, the press release, also said that. Um, I think uh, in 2023 they're gonna roll out with other um, yeah, partners. Watches uh, of Switzerland, that one, I think, gets it. And... Yeah, yeah. So, because I was wondering if I could like roll in with five watches and and just sell them for cash and and then find no out if, asked. find find out there if they're not giving me you know oh they're not giving me twenty percent over list now <laughs> are they? <laughs> so. I, yeah, that's a good question. I, I to be honest, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah. But um yeah, I guess time will tell in the next <coughs> excuse me, in the next uh three to six months. And are um, they gonna are they gonna check the serial number against some database to make sure, you know, it wasn't just like lifted off of somebody a week before, you know? So you basically you're getting yeah, you're basically getting uh an extract of from the archives kind of watch. Yeah. Uh and it also and the funny thing is, by the way. Uh, which I think contradicts what we talked about earlier. It comes with a two-year international Rolex guarantee. Hmm. Then it has to be serviced. Yeah, it's got to be. Got to yeah. be. Because what are they guaranteeing? Just that it's real? You know, that, then, that you would do that uh, eternally if nothing were true. So it says, delivered at the time of sale, the Rolex certified pre guarantee card officially confirms that the watch is genuine on the date of purchase and guarantees its proper functioning for a period of two years from this date, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, do they? If I take back a, a one forty sixty from nineteen ninety two, are they going to change the bezel if it's scratched? And there's like a twenty thirty percent markup on a service bezel one forty sixty when I can have fifteen of them or twenty of them on on Chrono twenty four in original condition. I guess we'll have to see what the the population of watches looks like when I was in Bucharest and when I went to their site recently. Although it was maybe UK. It was basically all new stuff. I didn't see any one sixty seven tens, which is like the mm-hmm. the the header shot they used for the for the program. So, and that that's a, another excellent point. What I wanted to say: the visuals. Mm. What do they have in the visuals? Um, and as you said, a white Explorer two, mm. a ladies' watch, and a two tone uh, sub. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, we'll see, as you said. Yeah, and, and does it bring other brands into such a thing too? Because, you know, we are hearing more and more quietly. Uh, Rolex is the exception because they don't own any boutiques, but the rest of them are slowly but surely getting out of the the AD game, right? So mm-hmm. if they do that and they control their – trying to control their pricing destiny by, you know, not giving discounts um, – are they going to get into this used market too? It, it's it's tough because if you own the boutiques and then take on that inventory of the used stuff, that can really be a burden. Rolex has got the best of both worlds. They don't own anything, you know? Yeah. And they make everybody uh, adhere to their standards. Like, oh, we've got a new design we want to roll out to our boutiques. You'd better comply or you lose it. So it's, it's, uh, 
It's great. And we send you whatever watches we want to send you. Okay, right now, it's no problem to sell anything. But in the past, it was like, oh, great. I get stuck with all these diamond and gold and yeah. whatever. Mother of pearls and yeah, nobody wants. So, Yeah, the, the proof is in the pudding. We shall see. We, we shall, shall see. see. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to mention a couple other watches quickly. Can we... Mm -hmm. um, talk about the Nevada undone. Mm -hmm. So I think this was kind of a cool play. Um, this is based on the, what's known as the F master. Yeah. The, the yep. Pac-Man watch, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And funny enough, they did this watch like in a, a black coated case with a, with yellow indices that while they can't say Pac-Man, it is clearly inspired by a video game, isn't it? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like pixeled, yeah, um, pixelated or indexes. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. Mm -hmm. um, don't think I'm a buyer, but I think it's fun. I think it's really quite. Uh, it's kind of kitschy, cool. So, yeah, it's. I mean, as I told you earlier, Nevada is is releasing so many cool stuff with uh, with second second uh, their own new models, and this one, for example, it's just very hard to to keep up with their with their latest releases. They did one, I think, Revolution earlier this last week or two mm -hmm. weeks two weeks ago, I think. Um, but this is definitely. I mean, I uh, I have reviewed the Deathmaster before for Fortello. I have to say, I did not expect a lot from that watch before i uh i received them but i quite liked it um so it's a very cool comfortable easily wearable watch on its own now this one is just uh has more pizzazz yeah much yeah. more i think it's cool though right yeah no it is definitely i like it i like the i like the the depth of the dial because the indexes are kind of raised right like what you have this Tapisserie, not patisserie, like people <laughs> commented, but tapisserie like um, a pattern on the dial. And as you said, this this uh, Pac-Man-esque uh, indexes, that's cool. Yeah. It's something special, something different. So moving on to something far more expensive. Um, oh, yeah. The um, Audemars Piguet. Mm -hmm. Star yeah, Wheel. 59. Yeah, Love. Star Wheel. And you were going to quiz me on this, and you're right. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. Um, so I looked it up. And mm -hmm. all I have to tell you about uh, Balash, this is. Drum roll. A Hengoker. Ah, you were too fast. I was looking for the drum, drum roll and, the, and oh. the tool. But we don't. No, we only have this. <laughs> Uh, which is not really fitting, but it is it is a very, very interesting slash nice-looking piece indeed. Well, you know, I'm a sucker for aventuring. I really mm -hmm. am. I really dig it. I love that Omega Speedmaster that they made mm -hmm. in that, uh, some years back, but a uh, little bit big for me. But this is a blue aventuring with a lot of black elements and, and I guess, silver or white gold and... The uh, star wheel has three rotating discs on there to, I guess, tell the time. And um, the, the discs each have four numbers, so this thing like rotates around, and, and that's how you tell the time. It's it's a it's a really cool cool watch, and it it's this one is forty one millimeters, and it's um, dare I say kind of sporty looking. And this is yeah. easily easily in my mind the best looking 1159 I've ever seen, which oh, I know doesn't far. sound very good, but this is actually a really good looking watch. No, by far. But here's a question. You, you, you deal with different, or I guess at least you used to deal with different alloys and metals and stuff mm -hmm. in your professional uh, career, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever dealt with aventurine? Cause I know it's not an alloy, but have you ever dealt with these special materials or is it just so no. know, fragile and, and rare and expensive that you guys never really, no, incredibly, and it's not really um, an industrial use uh, material. Mm -hmm. So if I remember right, isn't it like part of the quartz family or something? Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just find it 
very, very attractive now. At it's beautiful, yeah. $57,900, it should be. Uh, but <laughs> it is a super cool watch. And it, it did, um, it brought back um, a memory for me because um, mm. when I looked up the Star Wheel, I saw the original from the 1990s. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to say Watches of Switzerland. I don't know if that's the the brand that was originally in the Caribbean. Um, maybe I'm wrong here, but there was a big line of boutiques that had Rolex and all sorts of other brands in the Caribbean. And I remember in the early nineties going into one with my dad and for whatever reason, he was kind of like in a, in a mode of, of looking at complicated watches and he ended up not buying any, but I remember him looking at the star wheel and he looked at it. I don't know, Balash for hours. Yeah. We went back, I don't know, three times. And the guy was like doing everything he could, you know, like massive discount and he ended up not buying it. And in this article, it's a Hodinkee article. Um, they said that just a few years ago, these were about eight grand and now they're 30 to 40,000. So, um, mm. And I, I feel like the little discs on the original, I could be totally wrong, but I thought they were actually sapphire. So it was um, it was a really neat piece. And I have to say this new one, very different, um, but the you know the inspiration is similar and I think really well done. So that that's it's yeah. cool. I read some comments or an article, I can't remember. I think it was in comments that somebody said, oh, wow, this is this is really sad because AP is now trying to to milk the uh, auto luxury uh, cow. You know, like the watch looks like auto luxury pieces because really, when it comes to AP or any of the big brands, you're not really used to this type of or, or, or the complication or the visuals. And and uh, and they said ah, it really looks like an Uhrwerk or whatever the case may be. And then somebody else pointed out the old ones and like no man just look at look at the star wheel yeah. from the 90s and and then think about the autos early pieces and where they got the inspiration from because there's nothing new under the sun right when it comes to oh, complications visuals and and it and even the old one as you said when you look at the the old especially the blue one right but there's, there's mm-hmm. a blue with a kind of a, a oval case shape uh that looks pretty contemporary if you ask me it's very hard to read i think it's it's or at least it's difficult i'm not sure i never had one on my wrist but i I think i can imagine it would be very challenging i think yeah but uh but it's not too far away from this one obviously this is is much 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 nicer and and as you said it's kind of sporty with this nylon strap i think that was the um also the the look they they try to go for right it's kind of sporty but elegant crazy complication but um yeah 1159 still not my favorite ap never will be but this one is 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 up there it's definitely up there yeah that's the best 1159 for me mm, and mm, I, yeah, I i dig it when these old older brands do something like this and um more traditional brands it's like i've always thought to to me at least and i know rj has been um just drooling over Breguet or Breguet or however we say it. Um, yeah. But that 7027 uh, traditional to me is just a fantastic watch. And it, it you know, predates all those uh, independents. And there's a lot of MBNF in that watch when you really think about it, you know? Oh, yeah. That totally, so, totally. So I, I think, uh, like you said, um, it's just reinterpretations of things with, with newer watches. And, but this was a good one. This was a good one from AP, which I must tell you, I don't really consider them anymore for, you know, it's a mm. surprise when they come out with something that I like. So. Yeah. yeah and that's not a bit obnoxious. Like, you yeah. know, who? <laughs> yeah. Yep, okay. yep. 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 I agree. So, well, cool. Um, I don't know. Those are the topics I had. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, just a uh, just a one uh, mention that I I uh, we talked about uh, my little uh, 
uh, poor man's Excelsior Park. Ah, yes. Uh, the Varix watch, which uh, which funnily enough, uh, I, I don't know why. I just I just had the watch, and and Thomas had a, a very similar one, not not the, actually the same one, same same size, same everything, and. And then I did some some digging, you know, because I I never really heard of the brand and and um, during obviously the research, as you would have it, uh, a bunch of other brands, you know, popped up, and I obviously mentioned you and mentioned Thomas, because both you guys have have uh, had your reviews on your EP caliber watches, whether that's whether that's Galley or Accessio Park or or anything else. And uh, it was it was really a, a cool and, and fun project, and I found uh, a couple of watches that looked uh, very similar to mine, and the the serial numbers are v- were very close. Mm. Um, it's also funny that mine had this um, robot watch company inscribed, like scratched on the movement, and Thomas had the same. And then it turned out that robot watch company was actually a, a U.S. Uh, import company in in somewhere around new york in the 40s and 50s is so much crazy stuff uh you know going around and then some people mentioned in the comments that um sima or saima uh, back in the day used to have excelsior park chronograph movements and but only for a very short period of time so they're rare and expensive and i love these you know love these little little bits and pieces of information that people share with us in the comments so um, just wanted to uh, point that out. If you guys want to read that, uh, that's a bit out of the ordinary. Read the article and and check out the the ton of uh, hyperlinks we've put in and Excelsior Parks and your articles, Mike and Thomas's, and yeah, a bunch of other stuff. So it's yeah, just it was a, a cool it was thing. A really cool article, and I think uh, you shed light on a on a piece that otherwise would would go unnoticed. So it's a neat story. Yeah, and sadly, it's uh, I'm, I just shot myself in the foot, right? Because there's <laughs> gonna people out there now looking for Varix watches, and I mean, as I said in the article, it's not that difficult to to decode the movement when you look at the the dial, because that's sure. the, the 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 hooked seven. It's a pretty obvious uh, telltale sign. But yeah, um, I guess that's it. That was just a, that was just a fun uh, fun thing I just read through the comments a couple of days ago, and uh, I wanted to mention it. Um, I think we covered a lot of things actually in one hour and and some minutes. We did. I I, I agree. And I'm trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to bring up. Um, I don't know. We'll come back together and maybe we'll mention a few uh, late breaking gifts or things for for the holidays here. Last minute type stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So this one comes out. This week, because we're recording this on a Monday, we're a bit late, and maybe we can do one for next week. Which is just if we if we stick to um, Amazon and things like that, you might just get it before the holiday. So we have to. Yeah, it should be no have, problem. Have think, think of a few things. Got totally. a couple weeks left, so. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Well, wish you a good evening, and um, we'll Likewise. talk soon. Absolutely. All right. With that, Mike is out. Well, I just out too.